As always, 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 always the same. All right, Kvaldik, today's daf is daf Chavav, page 26 in Besech's Mayid Katan. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful daf ahead of us. Hold on to your seatbelts as we come down the home stretch of the Helega Besech's Mayid Katan, which we be'ezus Hashem, with Hashem's help, will be Zoche to complete on Thursday. We're up to the bottom two words. On 25b, Tonu Rabbonon, the rabbis learned, and so should we, and we turn to today's daf. Here we go. The Elu Kairin She'en Mis'achin. The following people, or the following times, when you tear Kriya, you're not allowed to sew up the tear. Once it's torn, it's torn. You can't go and take it to a seamstress, a tailor. Hakore Allah Valibo. A person who tears Kriya over the loss of his father or mother. The al Or for his Rebbe who taught him Torah. This is Talmud Rebbe Muvuk, a Rebbe who he followed in his Derech HaChayim, in his way of life. The Al-Nasi, or the death of a leader of Klal Yisrael, when we tear Kriya. The Al-Av Bezdin, or tearing Kriya over the death of an Av Bezdin. The Al-Shmuiz Harais. And also when we tear Kriya over hearing bad news. We'll see soon what we're referring to. There's an obligation to tear Kriya. Valbirchas Hashem. When we tear Kriya over blasphemy of God's name. V'al Sefer Torah Shen Israf. And when we tear Kriya when a person sees Chas V'Shalom, a burnt or partially burnt Sefer Torah. V'al Are Yehuda. And over the cities of Yehuda that were destroyed. V'al Mikdash, And when we see the Makam Mikdash, V'al Yerushalayim. When a person sees the destruction of Yerushalayim. The Kairi al-Mikdash umaysif al-Yerushalayim. By the way, says the Brisa, a person who's tearing Kriya when going um, to the Makam mikdash say he tears his, his outer garment over the Mikdash itself, and then he tears that same tear, meaning he, he makes the tear even larger over the destruction of of Yerushalayim. You don't need to tear cl- two, clo- two uh, garments, okay, two uh, articles of clothing. But the Mikdash kind of go together. As we're going to see later, the Gemara is going to get into a fascinating case, which, you know, Nebuch, if you have a scenario where somebody finds out about the loss of a loved one when he just heard that he lost a different loved one, or if he hears about multiple deaths at the same time, do you tear two Kriyas? Do you, not, do you only do one on both? Do you need to extend the same Kriya? It's interesting, Shaila. Over here, the Bryce is letting us know that Yerushalayim and the Makamah Mikdash are similar type of Avelos, and therefore you just extend the same rip. Okay. Let's get into this Bryce. How do you know a person is obligated to tear Kriya on the loss of father or mother or his Rebbe? It says... Elisha was watching Elio go up to Shemayim. As we know, Elio Anovi never died. He went up with fully with his body. But his Talmud, his student, Elisha knew. He's never seeing his Rebbe again in this world. Rechev Yisrael Uparoshov, the Rechev, the chariot of Klal Yisrael Uparoshov and its horsemen, Zer Rabbi Shlom, the Torah, is referring to a Rebbe that teaches Torah. Says the Gemara, my mashma, where do you see from this Pasuk? Anything about where Elisha said about a Rebbe teaching him Torah, because you have to look at Rabbi Yosef's interpretation of the verse, which is, Elisha was saying, Rebbe, Rebbe, my teacher, my teacher, my Rebbe, my Rebbe, the Tavla Hainli Yisrael, who was better 
for all of Klai Yisrael, he did more to impact the entire nation of Yisrael, with his davening, than all of the, uh, than all of the armies, the, the warriors and the horsemen. Okay. The, the chariots, I'm sorry, and the horsemen. How do we know? Okay, so now we know the Tirkriya. Okay, father and mother, we said earlier. Now we know even on a Rebbe Muvuk. How do we know that when you tear Kriya over them, you're not allowed to perfectly stitch it back up? You can't fix the garment afterwards. It says in the Pasuk, He grabbed hold of his garments, and he tied them, and he tore them, Lishnayim into two Kira'im, tears. It's a little redundant over here. Okay? Look at the Pasuk again. He grabbed hold of his clothing, and he tore them, into two tearings. What does that mean? If you told me he tore it, so I know it's now two different parts. That's what tearing means by definition. Don't I know it's two parts? Ella, rather, what's the pshat over here? Says the Gemara. He tore a tearing into two, meaning it has to remain two. You're not allowed to fix it up by a mother, father, and a Rebbe. Okay. Amalei Rishlakish Rabbi Yechanan, Rishlakish asked his beloved Mekarev and the brother-in-law, Rabbi Yechanan, Eliyahu Chaihu. I don't understand why Elisha is tearing his garments when Eliyahu left this world with his body to go up in a chariot to Shemayim. Eliyahu was alive, he never died. Why are we tearing Kriya? Listen to what Rabbi Yechanan responds. What a important idea. Omar Lay. Rabbi Yechanan tells his beloved brother-in-law, Rishlakish, since it says he never saw him again, Elisha knew he's never going to see his Rabbi again, for him, it was as if Elio Hanavi was dying. What does this mean? What type of answer is this? The answer is really something that's true for all of us and that we learned yesterday. When a person passes away, they're merely going to another room. They're going to another world. They're going to Ganeidim, they're going to Elam we know that. And therefore, really you could say, nobody really ever dies completely in that they have an end. People don't have an end. The neshama doesn't have an end. The body, which ages, has an end. The neshama, which does not age, does not have an end. And therefore, since to Elisha, this was Eliyahu's death, in that he's not coming back, really that's the kriya that we all tear on the loss of a loved one, they didn't have an end. But for us, there was an ending in our relationship in this world, hence the mourning, hence the Kriya. Okay. Nasiv How do we know that your Kriya? For the loss of a leader of Klal Yisrael, or the head of a Bezdin, or on Shmua Yisrael, on bad news. It says in the Pesach, David grabbed his clothing by Yikari, and he tore them by Gamanosh and the men that are with him as well grabbed their clothing by Yispidu and they gave it, they eulogized, they gave a spade by Yivko and they cried by Yatsumu and they fasted out of Arav until the evening. What were they crying for? What were they fasting for? What were they tearing Kriya for? Listen to this. Al Sha'ul Val Yahinasan Benai. On the death of Shaul and Yahinasan his son, Valaam Hashem, Val Beisrael, Kinoflu Bukhara. And for Kla Yisrael in the house of Hashem that had been taken down by the sword, Sha'ul's a Nasi. Sha'ul was the leader of Kla Yisrael, he was the Nasi. Yohannesan, Ze Av Bezdin. Yohannesan was the Av Bezdin. Alam Hashem Ba Beis Yisrael, Elu Shmuais Rais. This was the bad news. They heard that Klal Yisrael was defeated. 
Klal Yisrael had been, had been, um, you know, uh, had, had lost in battle, hence the uh, loss of Shaul and Yahinasan, and therefore that was another reason why David and his men tore Kriya. Omar Lei, Rav Bar Shaba, Lerev Kahana, Rabba Barav Shaba says to Rav Kahana, Maybe we should say that the only time you tear Kriya is when you have the loss of a Nasi along with the Avbezdin and along with the Shmois Reis. When you have all three combined, maybe that's when you do it. But who says individually we tear Kriya? Amar he says, no, it's got to be separately. You know why? Because it says, Al, um, uh, Al Shaul, the Al Yohainasan Benoi, the Al Amashem, the Al Beis Yisrael, Kinof Lubacharev. Okay, it says over this and over that, which separates each uh, loss, each painful incident. As you see that even individually, we um, we tear kriya. Says Is it true that we tear kriya over bad news? When you hear Klal loses in battle, for example, you tear kriya. But they said to Shmuel, King Shapor killed twelve thousand Yidin. Uh, near the area called the pourings of Kisaria, Kara, and Shmuel did not tear Kriya. How could Shmuel, if you're obligated to tear Kriya on bad news, he was just told 12,000 Yidim were wiped out. How could Shmuel not tear Kriya? Says the Gemara, like Amru Tibor. You know, when you tear Kriya on Basuris rice, that is when it affects a majority of Klaisol, Uchemaisa Shehoya. And like the story that we mentioned of Shmuel and Yohannesan, they were the leaders of Gantz, Klal Yisrael. Would he just have a faction of Klal Yisrael? So then there's no Chi of Kriya. See where we are? You have the place? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Says the Gemara, Is it true that Shavar Malka killed 12,000 Jews? Did he ever kill a Jew? Listen to this Gemara. Hold on to your pants. Here we go. Shavar Malka Shavar Malka said to Shaul, Taisi Li, you owe me something. They're like, Kutli Yehudi me. I've never killed a Jew. You know what this means? You know I'm telling you to hold on to your pants? You know what King Shofar is telling us? You could expect a non-Jewish king to kill Jews. And if I'm not killing Jews, it's not like, uh, no, you owe me something. It's, it's like expected as Yidin in Gullus that there should be anti-Semitism. And if they don't, it's not like, oh, okay, you're normal. It's like, no, give me a lollipop. You hear this? Give me a lollipop. Yeah. It's like a fed, fascinating. You owe me something. I owe you something? You're not killing me? Like, hello, what? Kacha, that's how it is. But the Gemara is a kasha. Again, what's the Gemara's kasha? I'm going to say, Shofar Malka killed 12,000 Yidin. He says, oh, you owe me something. And for the Gemara, the Gemara answers, Hasam in Ugarmi Linafshayu. Over there, the Yidin, those 12,000 Yidin in Kisarya, it was their fault. What, how is it their fault? Rashi explains they rebelled against the king and therefore he didn't consider that like he ever killed a Jew. That's what a king does. You rise up against me, I'll knock you off. From all of the uh, voices, the extra voices that came out of the place, the walls of Lutkia cracked. Okay? Meaning... They, they made noises, they rebelled, they got the horses. The noise battle is called, when the noise is referring to battle. So they started up with him. Okay, so I'll knock you off. But he's still saying, besides for those people, I never killed a Jew just to kill a Jew. 
Al How do you know that there's an obligation to tear Kriya on Birchas Hashem when you hear the blasphemy of Hashem's name? He was in charge of the Bayis, of the palace. And Shavna, the scribe, came. Who was the Maskir? He was the reminder. He, would, he was the, what do they call the guy on the board who takes the minutes? Uh, the secretary. Yeah, he was like the secretary. As Chizkiyo Kriya Begadim. They all came to Chizkiyahu with Kriya Begadim, with their shirts, with their garments that were torn. Okay. Now, Tanu Rabbanan, the rabbis learned, and that's why they're rabbis. Echad Hashemaya, whether you hear the blasphemy of Hashem's name, whether you hear it from the one who heard the blasphemy, but witnesses who, who see the information being passed, they're not obligated to tear. Um, you know why? Because they already tore it, they, they witnessed it. So here's what happened. You have somebody who blasphemies the name of Hashem. And then, what, what's Allah with this guy? He's Chayav Misa. Right? He's obligated in death. You blaspheme Hashem. So the witnesses come to Bezdin. And they report it. Whoever hears it in the Bezdin has to tear Kriya because they heard a blasphemy. But the witnesses themselves do not need to because they already tore at the time that they heard the guy say it. So you don't need to tear Kriya twice when you're repeating the same incident. Okay? Says the Gemara, so what? Just because they tore Kriya at that time, what does it matter? They're hearing it again. And when you hear these things, it has a tremendous impact. You got to tear Kriya. Says the Gemara, no, you don't need to. Don't think that. Don't let that go up on your mind. Heard he tore his garments. Which seems to imply the king who never heard it before. He's the one who tore Kriya. Which seems to imply everybody else who did not hear, who had already heard it. They did not need to tear Kriya again. Beautiful. Okay, so Clark. So you see on, on uh, blasphemy, on Birchaz Hashem, we, um, we tear Kriya. Says the Gemara of Elimus Achim and Nolan. How do you know that when you tear Kriya on a blasphemy, you're not allowed to, you're not allowed to stitch it up now mm-hmm. and go and, and fix up the shirt? It has to remain torn. Asya Kriya Kriya. We learn it out from the loss of a mother and father and Rebbe to here as well. Okay. So far we clarified parents, Rebbe, and blasphemy. Now let's keep go, moving along in the Brysa. Again, we're going along the Brysa that we started out with on the top of today's daf. The Brysa then said, Sefer Torah Shen Israf. A Sefer Torah that's burnt, you're obligated to your Kriya. Menolan, what's the source? Says the Gemara, Dechsev, Shtetan, Pasuk, Vahikichrai Yehudi, Shalash, Tulasais, when Yehudi um, was reading three delosais, um, delosais is, uh, is a door. It's referring to a reader though, right? Somebody's reading something. So it's referring to like three different uh, paragraphs in something. Three different uh, topics. Three di- uh, not topics. Three different readings, let's call it. Va'arba, and a, uh, and a fourth reading. Vikra'el besar hasoifer. 
and he tore it with the scissors uh, of the cipher, of the scribe, and he threw it into the fire, Asher that was in the fireplace. Okay? So it was all written down on a sefer, whatever's going to happen, the prophecy that's going to happen to the Yidden. And they took that sefer and they read it to Klal Yisrael to warn Klal Yisrael about the impending doom if we don't do teshuva. And then, um, after it was read to, as we're going to see, to King Yehoyakim, who was a Russia, Yehoyakim took it and threw it into a fire, basically saying, I don't be kidding. I don't care what it says over here. All right, let's get into this. What's, what happened? My Sholish Tosis Varbo, what is this three, uh, three readings and the fourth reading? What is that? Amr Leilayakim was told to King Yehoyakim, because of Yermia Sefer Kinnis. Yermia wrote the Sefer Kinnis. He hit his. Yermia wrote this before the destruction ever happened. He wrote Kinnis. Amr Lohu, so Yehoyakim, who was Nishtagote, he wasn't a good guy. He says, what does it say? Um, so they told him, Amalu Mak Sivbe. He said, Echa Yashva Vadad. Yeah, Yushalayim sits alone. Omar Lahu, Yayakim says, What's this prophet talking about? I'm not Malka, I'm the king. Yushalayim doesn't sit alone. What's your problem? What's he talking about? It's not true. I'm a powerful guy. Omar Lay, Omar Lay, they said to him, yeah. She cries at night. Says, I know Malka. What are you talking about? Nobody cries when I'm the king. Go so Yehudi Miyaini. Omar, he says, I know Malka. All the roads of Tzia in our morning. I know Malka. It's not true. Those who cause her Taurus are in charge. He says, What are you talking about? Omar, the whole man, Omra. Who said this? Ki Hashem Haigal Rosh B'Shael Hakadosh Baruch Hu has done this because of all the averes. Miyad Kadar Kolachs Garish Abos Rav Meish King Yaakov took all the names of Hashem, cut them out of the scroll that was written, and burnt them in the fire. Behindu Dechsev V'Lai Pachdu V'Lai Karu Esbegdei, and they were not afraid. They didn't tear Kriya. That's the level they were on. Bechal, you can imply, you can infer. Debole Mikra, they were obligated to tear Kriya. When Ashkadosh Baruch Hu's name, when a Sefer Kaddish is burnt. So you see from this story, there's an obligation to tear Kriya when a Sefer is burnt. I'm going to let Abai, Papa says too, Abai, Emar Mishum Shmoy Saharais. Maybe the reason why they tore Kriya is not because they burnt Sefer Torah, but it was bad news coming to the Jews. Yeah, which we explained earlier, like the loss of Shol and, and Yainus and David and Melech had tear Kriya. Maybe the reason why they're tearing Kriya is because of the bad news, not because of the Sefer, good Kasha. Amar Lei, no. They can't be why they tore. You know why? Was there already bad news at that time? No. What the Gemara is answering is like this. What's news? So it used to be, up just until a few years ago, news was something that really happened. Okay? Nowadays, it ain't true. News didn't really happen. Okay? It used to be news is something that happened. So the Gemara is answering... Shaul and David is Besurais Rais, it's bad news because Shaul and Yohannesson was bad news because Shaul and Yohannesson were killed. Kachaba, it happened. Oh, you should have David Amalek said Shiva with his army. But over here, there was a prophecy to King Yoachim that if you don't shape up, it's going to happen. It's not news yet. That's a warning. 
So that's not Shmois Rice. A warning that bad news will happen if you don't shape up is not considered bad news. So that cannot be the reason why they tore Kriya for the burning of the Tyra. Rather, the, the reason must be because of the burning of the actual scroll. The Seder. So we have a good Raya. All right. Literally, it means Shenikra that was torn, but the Mepharshim here are understanding the Nikra referring to being burnt. You have to tear Kriya twice. One time for the loss of the parchment, the Echad Alaksav, and once for the actual letters. You hear this? We learned, we learned this uh, in Megillah. Right, in other words, even the parchment of a sefer that doesn't have letters on it has its own element of kedusha. Has its own element of kedusha. The parchment itself is used as a base for the letters. That itself is something to tear kriya. So you tear kriya for the parchment, and you tear kriya for the letters. Two separate things. After the king burnt the sefer and the devarim. One second. What do you mean the words? You burnt the scroll and the words? It must be that it's two separate things. There's a, there's a, there's a mourning over the loss of the claf. And there's a mourning over the loss of the actual words. If you want to get a little bit into Hasidus over here. I believe it's brought down from the Baal Shem Tev, Um and I don't, I don't have this so clear, but we'll, we'll, we'll uh, articulate the concept, which is that you even have to learn from the blank spaces in the tear. You don't only learn from the letters. Even from the parts where there's nothing there, that nothingness teaches me something as well. The empty spaces is something to, to, to extrapolate uh, lessons in Torah from Rav Abba, Rav Huna Bar Chia, Havi Yasvei. Rav Abba, Rav Huna Bar Chia, we're sitting together. Come, Rabbi Abba, Rav Abba got up, boil on puya, and he had to use the bathroom. Shakli l'taytaf deyachzei Abi Sadios. He took off his tefillin and put them on the on the he put them on the side. Asoi basni masa ba'alim evlaya. Some sort of bird came along and wanted to eat his tefillin. Amar Rav Abba says, Hashdech Havilei Shtei Kriya. So I vei Baruch Hashem, I saved it. But if my tefillin would have been eaten by the bird. I would have had to tear two kriyas. Omar lei menolacha. Where'd you just get that statement from? I want to tell you, my tefillin, my tefillin were eaten by a bird. Okay? You think this was like a once in a lifetime thing, a bird coming down to eat people's tefillin. Says, oh, by the way, I had the same thing. The <laughs> same thing, yeah? When it happened with me, and he said, I don't know. That's also a good answer, as my father would say. He would say, no, what do you say? I'd say, I don't know. He says, oh, it's a good answer. It's good to say, I don't know. He said, I don't know. I saw the commander of Yudah. Came from Yudah. Family says, the only time we tear Kriya is when it was taken Bizraya with, uh, with um, force. It was pulled away. And like the story that we mentioned before of Yohayakim grabbing the scroll and throwing it into the fire. But over here where you stand have a bird, is the bird forcing it? Is he here to like, go, I'm going to eat these filling because I don't like Hashem? No. Therefore, just the bird being strange, right? And therefore, there would be no chiv to tear Kriya. Hence, he says, oh, what would have been? You wouldn't have had to tear Kriya because it wasn't forcibly taken away. Okay. 
Then the Brisa said, if you see the Are Yehuda, which used to be in all of its grandeur, the mountains of Yehuda, you got it here, Kriya Menelam, what's the source? The men came from Shechem. From Shiva and Shemram Shmainemish, they were 80 men, they were clean shaven. They had torn clothes, and they had cuts on their body. And they had a carbon mincha, and the levain of the frankincense, to bring to the base Amikdash. People were coming from the distance, and they didn't, they had not yet heard that the Beis HaMikdash was destroyed. And as soon as they reached the areas where the cities of Yehuda, they realized that there's destruction. Hence, you hear this, how sad. You have people, imagine traveling, you have a chavra. Just picture this. A chavra of us traveling from the United States 500 years ago. It was longer, but 500 years ago. It was about 2,000 years ago, yeah? So we're going back 2,000 years. And... It's an it's a 18-month trip from where we live to Yerushalayim. We're so excited to see the Beis HaMikdash. We're going to bring Karbanas. And we set everything up. Perfect. And we head out on our ship. We head out on our boat. And we cross oceans and this. And we stop off here for Shabbos and this. Huh? And you get to Yerushalayim. Done. It's garnished. That's what these men, that's what these men had to endure. 80 men who had been traveling together. A person who sees the cities of Yehuda while they are destroyed. Your holy cities have become a desert and you tear your garments. That, you know, you say a statement before tearing Kriya. Okay. Yerushalayim b'chorbanah, you see Yerushalayim and its destruction. The holy Beis Hamikdash and its splendor, that our forefathers have have uh, been mahalal, have praised. It's become burnt by fire. And anything that we ever desired has become destroyed. This is everything we ever wanted. That is the statement to say over the Makkah Mikdash. And then what do you do? The Kareya, afterwards you tear your garments. Okay, Viter, in the Brysa, Kareya, in the Brysa said that even though I need a tear for the base of Mikdash in Yerushalayim, you could be one tear. You just keep it going. Make it longer, make it a longer tear. You don't need two separate tears. Brahmin, no less contradiction. Whether you hear about the base of Mikdash being destroyed, you didn't know yet. You show up and the base of Mikdash is not there. Or whether you see. The Makam HaMikdash in its destruction, even in Tavshim Pebeis, even where we are right now. Kivan Once you reach the area of Harat Tzaifim, which is right outside the, the area where you could see Yerushalayim, um, Kireya, you tear Kriya the Kireya. And where do you tear Kriya? Ad Mikdash Bifnei Atzmai for the Mikdash Baal Yushalayim Bifnei Atzmai. So you have two Kriyas. You see, you cannot extend the Kriya. You have a Kriya on the Makam HaMikdash. And you have a Kriya on Yushalayim. Remember the Gemara of the Kasha, there's no question. Ha the Pagam Mikdash Beresha. Ha the Pagam Yushalayim Beresha. It depends what direction you came from. Okay, when you came to the Beis HaMikdash first, and you tore Kriya upon seeing the Makam HaMikdash. So then, you tore, and then you, you, you heard or saw the Shrug Yushalayim, so then you could extend it. 
Because Yerushalayim is not any greater. It doesn't need to be separate from the Makam HaMikdash. But if it was vice versa, you need a completely separated one for the Makam HaMikdash out of that loss. Tan Rabbanon, the rabbis learn, so shall we. Here we go. We're now on the very bottom line of Chavav Amad Alev. V'kulon Rashoim L'Shoy Anytime you, you uh, tear your garments, you are, you are permitted to fix them up. Okay? Now, if you recall previously, we said L'Shoy is not like an expertise type of stitching. You're stitching it up in a very simple way. So you tear Kriya on the bad news, you tear Kriya on the Yushalayim, eh? you can stitch it up afterwards. Ulam and you can also uh, be Mailalit, you could pull the two sides together and add stitching. Vilakaitatan, or like grab all the parts together and stitch it. Vilasais kemin sulamais, or you can make the stitches like a sulam, like a ladder, which means you have. Uh, space in between the stitching All these things are not done in an expert way And uh, they're not so nice However You cannot Properly fix up The Kriya Now what does this mean? Omar of says Tap of Chavav Omar Base You're not allowed to use The Ichoy Alexandri Okay, beautiful Anybody here know what Ichoy Alexandri is? Huh? Yichai Alexandri was in a type of stitching that we wish our tailors and seamstresses know how to do, right? It's a type of stitching where after it's stitched, it's not even noticeable that it's stitched. That's how good it is. Okay? They were, they were good at that apparently in Alexandria. Seder. So bottom line, what do we see from here? You're allowed to use long stitches, space stitches. It's got to be noticeable. It's got to be noticeable that it originally was torn. Okay. Now, we're not going to hit this yet, but I want us to start thinking. We're going to hit it on today's daf. Not yet, but I want to start thinking of an interesting scenario <clears throat> which came up with Yerushalayim and the Makkah Mikdash. And that is, are you ever allowed to tear the same garment twice? Because let's say a person tore Kriya over something, over the loss of a person, and then you, you sewed it up Let's say legally, meaning halachically, can you? And then you hear a, a person's brother passed away. Is that called a second tearing? What do we say? Since never really fixed it up in the first place, it's called a tearing. How about this? What happens if a person against halacha sewed it up properly? Can I use that garment on the loss of another person now? What do we say? Right? It's interesting things to think about, and we'll get there, Mitzvah. Tonu Rab, one of the rabbis, and that's why the rabbi is. Yeah, Mitaycha Shlal means he fixed it up, but not in the best manner. Mitaycha uh, Malal, on the fold, Mitaycha Leket, he gathered it together. Again, all these types are not done in the highest level of expertise. Mitaycha Sulamais, the latter type of uh, fixing. Layatza, Mitaycha Ichoi, but if he, if he tears it on a part that was completely fixed, Yatza. So the Bryce says clearly, that if you tore a garment, you fixed it up in an, in, not in a good way, and you tear it again, that's not a Kriya. Because it, it always was considered torn in the first place. Amr of Chistob, Yichoy Alexandri. Yichoy means Alexandri. That's how, that's how fixed up it needs to be. You're allowed to tear your, your uh, garment on the, on the um, bottom and then fix it up. 
Okay. He says, no, you can't turn it around and fix it up. The same way a seller is, um, is not allowed to fix it up, so to a purchaser is not allowed to fix it up. Therefore, a meicher has to tell the, like, has to tell the buyer. What in the world is going on here with the seller and the buyer? So it's actually quite, uh, quite simple. And that is, we just said, you're not allowed to tear the same garment twice. Well, guess what? I had a garment. And when my father passed away, I tore Korea. Okay. I then had it fixed up. And I want to sell it. I have to, and I sell it, and it's mamish like, psh, yeah, it's pretty good. Am I obligated to tell the purchaser that there was Korea torn previously? The answer is yes. Because otherwise, when his father dies, he might tear Kriya on the very same thing, and then he's not Yotze. So you're obligated to let people know, you know, they have something called Carfax, or so, Carfax yeah. for cars to know the history. Mm-hmm. So you have, a, you know, a garment facts. Hmm. Right? You got to give a background. This, this garment was in an accident. It had a Kriya. Okay. Sit. Tonu Rabbonon, the rabbis loint, and that's why the rabbis tchilas kriya tefach. When you first tear kriya, it's got to be at least a tefach, a handbreadth. But tisefes, and then if you're going to extend it, let's say for example Yerushalayim and the Makkah Mikdash, that is shalish atzbois, the width of three fingers. Dib Rabbi Meir, this is the opinion of Rabbi Meir. Rabbi Yudam Rabbi Yudam says, tchilas kriya shalish atzbois, when you first start a Kriya, it only needs to be three fingers. If you want to extend that Kriya, it's any, any amount. Amar Ulu says, We pass like a Meir by Kriya that initially has to be at least a Tefach. Okay? This, by the way, is the Halacha. Halacha Kriya And if you're ever extending it, you don't need three finger widths. It can even be the smallest amount. Tanya Miyach, we learned the price similarly to Ula. Rabbi says, Tchilas Kriya Tefach. When you start tearing Kriya, it needs to be at least a Tefach. But I said, as Koshu, when you extend it, it is any amount. Tonra Bonner, the rabbis learn, so shall we. Somebody tells him that his father dies. So he tears Kriya as soon as he hears the news. And then, Mace Benai, they tell him Nebuch, his son died. And he keeps tearing the same tear. The bottom part that he extended for his son is allowed to be fixed up. Because remember, you don't let it fix up for your parents, but you let it fix up for the other relatives. So the extension he's allowed to fix up, but the part that he did for his father is not allowed to be fixed up perfectly. Okay? Whatever they tell him, his son died and he tears Kriya. And then he hears... His father died and he extended it. You let it fix up the top part of the tear, not the bottom part. What if he was told at the same time that Nebuch, his father, mother, brother, sister, all died in a car accident at, together? They're on a plane, they all passed away. One Kriya suffices. On the, on the news for all of them. No. The father and mother get one tear, and everybody else gets a separate tear. She's not allowed to extend the tearing of a mother or father. My time, huh? Why? Um, why do you need a completely separate Kriya? Why don't we just say, 
that tear Kriya for everybody else first, and then for your mother and father. Because according to him, he held that tearing for a parent does not work as a Taisefes, and that's actually incorrect. You're not going to say, oh, because I want to save my shirt, I'm going to tear for my, for my brother before I tear for my parents. And this way I'll be able to fix up a little bit. That is disrespectful. We don't do, we don't do such a thing. Amar Shmuel, Shmuel says, we always pass in leniently, and therefore we should allow you to do for everybody else and the parents so you can fix up partially. Says the Gemara, listen to this. Avedos is one category of Allah. And Kriya is its own category of Allah. We're lenient by Hilchas Avelis. We're not lenient as far as Kriya. Okay? And as we saw, Kriya is not limited to the laws of Avelis. It applies in so many other situations as well. So by Kriya, we're not always going to follow lenient opinion, while Avelis, we still will. All right. Ad Heichon Koi Reya. Ad Heichon. How much tearing? Do you need to do when you hear somebody passed away? Ad tiburay. Until your belly. The Yeshayimrim al Some say till his heart. Afapi she'in ra'ila davli, though we have no proof. Zechila davli, the way to, rem- to hint to this or way to remember this is Shanemar vakiru luvavchem ve'al bigdechem. They tore their hearts and not their garments. They should have torn their garments and they tore their hearts. You see, it comes to the heart. Higil the tiburay. Once it reaches a person's uh, tibur, a person's belly, marchik shalish as boys v'kareya. So you have to move away from that kriya. If in other words, let's say you already tore so far down, you pulled your kriya so far that it went to the tibur, and you need to tear some more. You hear another nebuch, another relative died, and you have to do a little more. So you have, you should move three fingers over on the garment and start a new uh, start a new kriya from there. Nismali milafonov. If let's say there's no more room to tear Kriya, so you could turn it around and tear more on the other side. If uh, there was no more room to tear Kriya on top, you could turn it upside down and tear on bottom. But you should know that you have to follow the proper Hilchas Kriya. And if you tear from only the, the bottom or the sides, that's not called the Kriya in the first place. Um, Ella... Um, except, rather, shekai, or only for a kain gadol who's pireim melmat. The kain gadol taka tears on bottom. Everybody else has to tear on top. Okay. Now, interestingly, a kain gadol is not a tear kriya. He's not a tear kriya at all. So, what do you mean he tears from the bottom? That's why he tears from the bottom. Because he wants to tear, he wants to feel, but he's not allowed to tear a halachi kriya. So, we say, okay, give yourself a kriya. That's not al pi halacha, so it's not a kriya, but like this, at least you're. You know, you have like a kind of a chilek over here. Okay. Vaiter, let's keep going about taking one kriya and extending it when you hear about the loss of other relatives. And both of them were quoting uh, Shmuel's father and Levi. Chalamar once says, Kol Shiva Kareya. All right? Every time you ha- we're a... Uh, uh, as long as you hear the news during Shiva of a relative during Shiva you tear but if it's after Shiva then you're able to add see here 
A person sitting Shiva for, the, for his mother. And then they say, by the way, there's a middle of Shiva. They say, by the way, um, your brother also died. Okay? So the halacha is, you have to tear a new Kriya. You can't extend that Kriya. You got to go brand new. However, if you already complete, why? Because the first Kriya is for your mother. You don't combine it while you're in Shiva. But once you completed Shiva, once you completed Shiva, so now you have a tear in your shirt. It's not for anybody particularly anymore. And you hear Chasom, a person's brother dies, so you just extend that Kriya, now it's like your brother's Kriya. It's like a whole new Kriya. The Chadim Rebbe says, no. Kol Shloishim Kareya, La'achar Shloishim Maisif. Not about Shiva, it's about Shloishim. Masler of Zerah, that's a challenging question. Mandi Yomar, Kol Shiva Kareya. According to the opinion, that you tear Shiva, you tear Kriya during Shiva. Amai, why is that true? Um, is the reason that because you weren't able to fix it up, and therefore since you weren't able to fix it up, continuing it would not be considered a new Kriya of Allah, but this time it taught us, Aisha shall alter the altar. A woman is allowed to fix up her, her garment right away out of Tzinias. Hachinami, are you going to say that a taka would be true that even during Shiva you're allowed to continue it? No, it seems that this halacha of Shiva applies across the board. It says, Gemara hasamishum kavadishu. No, that has to do with kavadisha. Make sure that women are respected in the way that, uh, that they carry themselves. And therefore, we allow her to fix it up. It's not because... It's not Shiva for her anymore. She has the same exact Shiva. It's more out of, out of uh, just it has to do with, with covered. Okay. Bottom line is, whatever halacha man's going to have about during Shiva, his garment being torn, whether you can extend it, will apply to a woman as well. According to the one who says that you tear if you heard the news of the second relative dying during Shleishim, Amai, what's his svara for Shleishim? Is it because you hadn't been able to completely fix up your garment? You're still during the, uh, you know, uh, halachas of, of uh, shleishim. You're not allowed to fix up your garment properly during all 30 days. Ella, but... The is that a mother and father, you're never out allowed to sew up. Hachinami are going to say that if you tore Kriya on a mother and father, then even if, even if you're after shleishim, you're allowed to complete the... The, only for after Shleishim you, you, you continue the Kriya? No, it doesn't seem there's an Afkamina before Shleishim or after Shleishim. It says, the same answer we gave by a woman, and we say, no, it's out of respect for father and mother. Hasim Mishum Kabbat Aviv Imahu has not to do with Hilchas Avelis, doesn't, doesn't mean Hilchas Avelis is continuing. When a person loses a father or mother, out of their respect, you're not allowed to fix it up until after Shleishim. Seder. Tanu Rabbanon, the rabbis learned, and that's why the rabbis a person who goes out having torn Kriya Lefnei mace with the dead, the dead person is, is Mamish right in front of you. You are stealing from the Mesim and from the Chayim. Says Rashi, what's going on here? You tore Kriya two years ago. Because your father passed away. And now you go out to your Rebbe's Levaya and you put on your same Kriya jacket so everybody thinks, oh, I feel so bad. I tore Kriya. This is so painful for me. I tore Kriya like I did it again. It's kind of like a Gnevas Das, says the Bryson. All right? You're stealing from the Mesim and the Chaim. You haven't shown cover to the Mesim and you're also 
uh, you're also uh, you're not filling your chiyav to the mace, and you're, you're fooling everybody. You lend me your garment, the elech, and I will go. And I will go visit my father who's sick. And he goes and father, he sees his father passed away. So you could tear your friend's garment, but you gotta then you mamish fix it up properly. Then you come home, you give it back to him, and you pay him for the change in value. Because a sewed-up garment lost the value. So you sew it up so it looks bakavadik again. It looks good. But the mice, it's torn. So it used to be uh, $50. Now it's going to be worth $40. So you've got to give him back his garment and pay him the difference. The imlai haidiyai, but if you don't tell him, hareze la yiga boy. If at the time that I borrowed, I didn't tell the guy that my father's very sick, and then I show up, and, my, and the person's father passed away, you're not allowed to tear Kriya. Can't even touch it, start a Kriya. Why? See, here's, the, here's what the Bryce is teaching us. When you tell somebody, I need to borrow a garment, my father's very sick, that person understands. There's a chance this might get torn. But if you never said in the first place, who are you to tear somebody else's garment for Kriya? Okay? That's, that's, the, that's what the uh, Brysa here is letting us know. Tanu Rabbanon, the rabbis learned, and that's why they are rabbis. Lata Tanu Rabbanons. Chayla shemes lemes. If you have a person who's mamish a chayla, okay, and somebody died, ain my dear naisai shemes. We don't tell him. Shema titarev daite alav. He might get depressed, saddened. We don't tear Kriya. And we also, the women who would cry out loud, and they were, they were meant to do so, we would tell them not to do it in front of this sick person. Okay? Which, unfortunately, this is a very common, uh, it's not very, it's very common if you have Hevra who are together and there's a loss. One ends up in the hospital, somebody else passed away. They don't, very often, they're not going to tell the one laying in the hospital bed what really happened to their family member until they are strong enough and recuperate enough to fully grasp, uh, to, you know, to be capable of handling the information. And we tear Kriya for a katan mipnei agmas nefesh. We want people to be sad. And look, such a young child. Lost a relative. If a person tears Kriya on his you could do that out of respect for one's wife. It was taught in the Sefer Evo Rabasi. We quoted this previously. It is not allowed to hold a child on his lap because it could bring him to a little too much uh, joking around. And this is, it doesn't look good in front of people, which, by the way, is halacha. When a person's sitting shiva, they're not supposed to be holding a child um, on their lap. Okay, you're not supposed to be uh, with, now, if a, if a kid mamish needs the father, you have a little child, you go crazy, needs the father, the father could calm the kid down, whatever it is. But to just, uh, you know, calmly hold the child, it's not, it's, it's, while a person's sitting shiva, they're not supposed to be cuddling their child and, and bouncing them on their knee. Okay, here we go. Viter, two dots. 
We don't have the Suda Sabra, the meals for the Avelim, unless we're sitting on, on Mita Sukufais, on beds that are straight up, meaning he's sitting on an overturned bed, and, and, and uh, you know, everybody else should be sitting right the rabbis learned that's why the rabbis are the a person going to be Menachem Ovel. If he's very comfortable, okay, he's very comfortable in that environment. Yavruhu almitais kfufais. So they would serve him on beds that are turned over. Meaning the same way that Avelim were eating as a sign of Avelis, he could even be. With them, because he's kind of considered like a member of the household. He's very, he's gospel. He's very comfortable with the with with the environment and the people. love, but if not, Yeah, they serve him in the regular manner. Otherwise, it's going to feel strange or feel weird. Rava Isra Milsa, Once Rava had a happening happened to him. Okay, he lost a relative. went up to him. Duhu Abba who Rabbi Marta was also known, another name for him was Rabbi Barman um, and Rava Zakif. Rava uh, straightened out a proper, a proper couch for Rabbi Barman to sit on. Abba Bar Marta Kofi, and Abba Marta, uh, also Barman Yume, he turned it back over. Turned it back over. Um, Omar, Rava says, Yeah, this guy doesn't know anything. He doesn't know anything. Yeah, really, in other words, he's saying, yeah, well, we're... But when you're close enough to uh, to somebody, that's when you sit with them. When you're not close to somebody, it's uh, you know you shouldn't be sitting with them. And the Gemara ends off. The rabbis learn. That's why the rabbis a person who's traveling from place to place. A person's traveling and he and he goes into Avelos, top of tomorrow's daf. If he's able to stop whatever he's doing on his trip. You might. He's obligated to do so. Okay? Now, why are you traveling? You have to take care of business. You're involved with something. See, here's somebody passed away. If you're able to stop, just stop right then and there. Cut it short. Then love. But if, let's say, you're not able to do that, you can, uh, you can have other people take care of your business dealings for you. Okay? He should like, be involved with others. But he himself has to start sitting shiva and not involve himself with the business. We'll hold it here for this evening. Bez Hashem, pick up with Tanu Rabbanon uh, tomorrow evening, 6.15 p.m. Have a wonderful, wonderful night, everybody.